Hello, and welcome to Under a Pile of Books. I'm your host, Calvin Park, and I'm excited about talking books with you in this episode. Uh, I've got uh, several that I finished this week, a couple coming up that I'm pretty excited about, and even more uh, just to talk about some upcoming releases uh, this week, uh, either that I've read or that I have been keeping my eye on and I'm really excited about. So let's dive right in and get started. My weekend review uh, looks like this. I finished Starship Blackbeard, which I had mentioned last week as one of the ones that I was uh, was reading and hoped to uh, to finish. And so Starship Blackbeard by Michael Wallace. This is the first book in the Starship Blackbeard series. And, you know, it's kind of a fun uh, Starship battle kind of... Uh, uh, kind of series book. Uh, this first book in particular, there's uh, the this captain is is falsely accused of uh, a crime, and you know he's all set to be sent off, kind of to the the spice mines, if you will. It's not actually the spice mines, but uh, he's he's all ready to be kind of sent off to work off his punishment potentially dying because, you know, these kinds of things are dangerous or whatever. And uh, his crew leads a mutiny. And then it's all about uh, proving his name innocent and figuring out what is going on with his government. Uh, it was it was a fun read. I would have liked the characters to be a little bit more developed, uh, uh, maybe, maybe have a little bit more uh, backstory uh, for them that, that gets fleshed out a bit. Uh, but it, it was, it was a fun read. It was a nice change of pace because it's a science fiction read. And I've been really for the past several months reading, uh, fantasy, fantasy exclusively. Uh, so I, I do like science fiction. I especially like science fiction with spaceships and, uh, starship battles and that kind of thing. This one wasn't quite what I was looking for. Unfortunately, I really like, uh, sort of the, the military and tactical aspects of space opera. And if you can manage to throw in some kind of, um, like, telekinesis or some kind of magic, but, you know, with those sciencey explanations that you sometimes get, uh, with, uh, with sci-fi, then I am all in. So Starship Blackbeard, fun read. Uh, if you're in the market for some, uh, sort of science fiction that doesn't necessarily take a lot of investment on your part, uh, I think it might be might be up your alley. I'll have a more detailed review dropping uh, in the near future for that. The second book that I uh, finished this past week was The Girl with No Face by M.H. Borison. This is the second book in the Dao Shi Chronicles, the first one uh, was The Girl with Ghost Eyes. And I really enjoyed The Girl with Ghost Eyes. It was a great read, had a lot of fun with it. The Girl with No Face, if anything, is even better. Um, one of my uh, fellow reviewers at Fantasy Book Review, Adam, uh, who you may know as Swift uh, on Twitter, 
recommended The Girl with Ghost Eyes to me. And so I picked that up from my library this summer, had a wonderful time with that, and then uh, picked up on NetGalley an arc for The Girl with No Face. Now, The Girl with No Face releases October 15th of this year. And uh, I really... I can just recommend this wholeheartedly to you. It is a historical fantasy. So it is set in uh, San Francisco, uh, specifically in San Francisco's Chinatown in the late 1800s. And it really does a great job of just sort of showing and, and really in an authentic way, Chinese uh, immigrant Chinese life uh, of that period. But it does it with this kind of urban fantasy twist to it where the main character, Li Lin, is uh, she's a, a Taoist priestess and she has to deal with kind of uh, spirits and ghosts and the other world, if you will. And uh, it's, it's really great. But what Borison, I think, does so well, in addition to the, the setting and, and really uh, just a, a really interesting uh, kind, of, kind of use of the late 1800s and, and Chinese uh, religious belief and Chinese mythology and all of this, in addition to that, he cultivates some amazingly real characters. Uh, I love Li Lin as the protagonist, and many of the side characters are equally interesting. Uh, Borison has just done a great job. Uh, so I absolutely, I love this series. So thank you to Adam for uh, turning me on to it. And I will definitely have a full review for The Girl With No Face coming uh, as soon as I get to it. I'm a little behind on on writing and finishing up some reviews right now. So I need to carve out some time in my schedule to really do that. But uh, in the meantime, when uh, The Girl With No Face releases in October, uh, you should totally pick it up if you haven't yet read The Girl With Ghost Eyes. Go ahead and go do that. Pick it up. It's well worth your time. Uh, just great fun. Uh, really can't recommend it enough. All right. Uh, moving on from there, the uh, next book that I read this week, and I haven't haven't finished it yet, uh, but uh, the next book uh, that I am currently in the process of reading is uh, Black Powder War by Naomi Novik. This is book number three in the uh, Temeraire series, and gosh, these books are just so much fun. They are kind of, uh, they're, they're, again, it's these are historical fantasy uh, in this case, set in England in sort of a Regency era, Napoleon, uh, how how is England going to defend itself against Napoleon? But wait, the, the, the twist, what makes it fantasy is that there are dragons. And uh, it's a lot of fun in the third book, Black Powder War, um, Lawrence, uh, Will Lawrence, who is the main human character in the series, and his dragon, Temeraire, are uh, coming back. Uh, they've received new orders, and they're, they're traveling back 
from China. So it's the third book in the series. If you've not uh, taken a, a look at His Majesty's Dragon, which is the first book, or Throne of Jade, which is the second book in the series, uh, I, I recommend that you do. They're a lot of fun. And uh, just... You know, it's it's that that Regency era gentlemanly manners, uh, all of that combined with uh, dragons and really tense aerial battles uh, on Dragonback, right? So, uh, really neat stuff. Uh, Naomi Novik does an incredible job of just crafting both the character of Will Lawrence and the character of Temerer, as well as really having these pulse pounding uh, aerial battles that, that take place. So I I've enjoyed the first two books uh, quite a bit and uh, I am looking forward to um, continuing on in book three so far. So good. It's been uh, it's been a fun read uh, so far and I'll have more to say on that. No doubt next week, once I have finished it, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, a book that I have been reading this week a little bit. Uh, well, a little bit. I've, I've read most of it, again, is uh, Cursebreaker, which is actually a beta read that I am doing. Uh, for those that uh, may not know, my wife is author Carol A. Park, uh, and she, her uh, debut novel was Banebringer. Her, uh, she has a Another novel out in the same universe, Sweetblade, which is actually in this year's uh, Spiffbo uh, competition in uh, Superstar Drifters group. And book two in the Heretic God series, so the sequel to Banebringer, is Cursebreaker. And I've been doing uh, sort of a second pass beta read on that uh, this week and really enjoying it. I don't talk a whole lot. Uh, about my wife's books, largely because, you know, bias and, and wanting to avoid all of that. But Cursebreaker has been awesome. Uh, I think it is uh, everything that the first book, uh, Banebringer, was, uh, but just kind of turned up a notch. Everything improved a bit, uh, that the tension is more, all of that. So, I'm really looking forward to this coming out. It's going to be a little bit yet, uh, I think the target is sometime by the end of 2019, uh, but definitely have that on your radar. And if you haven't taken a look at Banebringer by Carol A. Park yet, uh, you should definitely give that a try if you're into epic fantasy and especially sort of dark epic fantasy, not grimdark, but kind of dark ambiance and, and all of that. And awesome, awesome magic system. Uh, if you love hard magic systems, this, uh, totally is going to be up your alley. So I've uh, been reading that this week, which has taken up some of my reading time as well, but having a really good time with that. So uh, on deck this week, then obviously Black Powder War, I intend to uh, finish that this week and begin, hopefully finish, but at least begin uh, The Bone Ships by R.J. Barker. This is another arc I have. And uh, so thank you to Nick Yelly. I've I have had a number of arcs on my list here the past several weeks, and that's a little uncommon for me, but there are just several books that are releasing sort of in September and October this year that are very high on my uh, most anticipated list and, uh, and that kind of thing. So kind of a, a 
busy time for me in terms of traditionally published arcs. Super awesome, though. Um, most of them I've really been enjoying, and I've not cracked open the bone ships yet, but uh, I know a number of people that I follow and really trust on Twitter and sort of through other channels have mentioned uh, this book and have had just a great time with it. And so I am really looking forward to jumping in and uh, enjoying that this week. And you'll get, uh, hopefully, uh, my thoughts on that next week, whenever uh, next week's pod drops. In the meantime, uh, there are a couple books releasing this week that are on my radar, uh, both on Tuesday, uh, which will be um, whatever, September 10th, uh, The Resurrectionist of Caligo, which I talked about previously uh, here on the podcast, and I have actually uh, a full review up for that. Uh, you can get it if you follow me on Goodreads or obviously over on Fantasy Book Review. Just search The Resurrectionist of Caligo. And that's coming out on September 10th. So uh, that one, if, if you recall, uh, I had a, a fun time with it. It's sort of a Victorian-esque, Victorian England-ish secondary world that is uh, a lot of fun. It didn't all work for me, particularly uh, just some of the some things didn't seem to, to hang together perfectly. But if you really are into Victorian England inspired settings, I think that you, uh, the, you know, it might be more up your alley maybe than it was for me. And again, it's not that I didn't like it. Uh, it just didn't uh, didn't check all my boxes, if you will, but it might for you. That's coming out on September 10th. The other one, and this one I have not read yet, but I have heard just some rave reviews for this one. And uh, I am actually planning on potentially picking it up. And that is The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. And I say potentially picking it up because Portal Fantasy is not something that I read a lot of. But, you know, I know uh, T.S. Chan over at Novel Notions, uh, I think, has just said some wonderful things about this this book. Um, fellow reviewer at FBR, Adam, uh, loved it. Uh, I think uh, Jason might have, um, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he had a review for this. Uh, bunch of people, like if you go through my follow list on Twitter, everyone has read this book and everyone, not maybe not everyone, but the vast majority have given it five stars somewhere, you know, on a 10 point scale, somewhere nine points or, or higher. And so the 10,000 Doors of January is something I'm definitely... Uh, it's definitely on my radar and uh, I'll probably pick it up and somehow squeeze it into my, uh, my reading in the near future or maybe not so near future, but it's, it's on my list. And so it's definitely on my radar and, uh, maybe it should be on yours too. You can check out all those other, other reviews, uh, from folks I really respect and see if, uh, Maybe this is something that might be up your alley. Now, there are, of course, 
I'm sure a ton of other books releasing both traditionally published and self-published uh, this week. Uh, I can't keep track of all of them, but those are the ones that are on my radar anyway. Couple things uh, in terms of sci-fi fantasy news or or items of interest, and for me, probably the largest one is the casting. Another casting for uh, the Wheel of Time series show from uh, Amazon, and this is the casting for uh, Lan. Uh, Alan uh, Mandragoran, if you uh, if you want his full uh, full character name, but uh, Lan is is probably one of my favorite characters in the entire series, and so I was very interested to to see how the casting would go for this one, and uh, Daniel Henney will be playing. Uh, him in the Wheel of Time series, and I think this casting is absolutely spot on. Um, you know, if you wanted to nitpick, you could say, you know, is he tall enough or something like that? But I, he's over six feet, so like, let's just acknowledge that there are no perfect representations of of characters that are that's going to satisfy everyone but i think this is pretty close to a perfect casting for this character i'm really uh interested to sort of see how this goes and you know i'll tell you i was not particularly interested in the wheel of time series on amazon when it first uh got announced a lot of reasons for that. I think there are a whole lot of things that can go wrong in uh, book adaptations. And in addition to just thinking that there are a whole lot of things that can go wrong, uh, The Wheel of Time, while it's a series that I'll always remember fondly, and, and partially that's because of the magic in it, and partially it's because it's one of the first, probably actually the first, huge sprawling epic fantasy that I I read that that takes place over a very long series um, so it'll always hold a special place sort of in my heart because of that it is a series that upon rereading uh, has not held up as well for me and that's largely because after maybe uh, the fires of heaven which is the fifth book in the series you hit this slog of probably five books that just feel like nothing happens. And it's a whole bunch of sprawling plot lines that, you know, it, it just gets bogged down and, you know, it's rough to, to trudge through that on rereads. And I don't think the series really picks up and, and becomes interesting and, and sort of reclaims some of that magical feel again until you get to a knife of dreams, which is the 11th or 12th book in the series, something like that 11th, I think. And the last one that Robert Jordan himself actually penned. Uh, so I think once you get to that one and then Brandon Sanderson uh, took over, um, following uh, Robert Jordan's unfortunate um, passing, uh, th then to me the the series kind of picks up. And but but that middle section is such a slog that I just was not overly interested in 
the Wheel of Time uh, series. However, the recent casting news and some things that Brandon has said uh, in terms of how the the writers and showrunners have kind of been working on the series sort of behind the scenes. I'm, I'm intrigued, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, who knows if it's going to be any good when it actually comes out, but at least uh, so far, the casting to me has seemed to be pretty good. Um, and I'm, I'm now I've gone from sort of not caring to intrigued by, by the whole thing and, and kind of, I'm interested to see how things go and, and uh, next year or, or the year after uh, whenever we actually start seeing uh, some some trailers and whatnot for the first episodes I'll be I'll be very interested to see what it looks like and and uh, who knows maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, end up watching it and really loving it we'll we'll find out the other bit of news this week that I'm really excited about is uncrowned which is the seventh book in Will White's uh, Cradle series, releases on September 26th. Now, here is another great example of where self-published uh, authors are just killing it. The last book in the Cradle series released in March of 2019, not even six months ago. And on September 26th, we're getting the seventh book in that series. Now, no one is going to accuse these books of being doorstoppers. They are not huge books. Nevertheless, they're somewhere between 300 and 350 pages in the paperback. They are quick reads. I don't deny that, but they're a lot of fun. Uh, particularly the last several books, I think uh, Will has really outdone himself on the, the character development side of things. I really enjoy this fun magic in these as well. Uh, so if you haven't read the Cradle series, I know I've said it before, it begins with Unsold. It is worth looking into. But Uncrowned is coming out uh, September 26th, and that will be sort of a day one read for me. Uh, that's just how much I love this series and love Will's uh, writing. I'm excited to see uh, where uh, the the sort of where the plot line, where the stories go, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. But that's one of the advantages that self-published authors have. They can turn these books around very quickly, and it gives us the readers just a constant stream of of great books, uh, great stories to enjoy. So, Uncrowned is releasing on September 26th. You can go pre-order it now, and if you have not started the series yet unsold is available in fact it may even be the first three books in the series might be available for like 99 cents or even free right now as a promo that will is doing um looking forward to the release of uncrowned i don't know if that's accurate that may be completely inaccurate but i i seem to remember that's true so check it out and even if it's not 99 cents um unsold the first book in the series well worth your time and uh, to kind of close things out here uh, today, uh, thank you for listening so far and sticking with me. Uh, this week, you will get a, an interview that I did with Josh Erickson. Be watching for that sometime in the upcoming week. I'm not sure exactly what day it will drop, but I had a great time talking with Josh. He's the author of the Ethereal Earth series, which begins with Hero Forged. The second book is Fate Lashed. And... Uh, 
he and I just had a great time talking about inspiration and self-published fantasy, uh, being recognized and kind of just just some some cool discussion around Tolkien and and that kind of thing as well and and, and how fantasy got to where it is today. So great time talking with Josh. Uh, be looking for that interview later on this week. Thanks so much uh, for listening.